Have you ever looked around your business and thought to yourself, is this it? Are you making money, but yet you want more? Or maybe you have ideas in your head, but you're just not sure how to develop them into a revenue stream. Welcome to the Caged Vision Podcast with Carrie Rohn and Lisa Beck, where we help you unlock your business potential and scale your business beyond trading time for money. Each week, you'll hear ideas, interviews, and case studies of others who, like you, are subject matter experts and want more from their business. Let's do this. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Caged Vision Podcast with Carrie Rome and Lisa Beck. Yeah, Lisa. And we are continuing to move through this thing pretty systematically. We're talking about a way for you to have a 12-month clear path for your team. And we're moving into a topic that I love. You love to talk about expectations? I love to talk about expectations because I feel like I need to clarify expectations so often. Really? Yeah. You need to clarify expectations. I'm curious. Give me an example of what that means. How I clarify? Yes, yes. Um, Well... Well, let's take, for example, this podcast. Oh, do. Let's take okay. this as an example. Because I, I mean, for you listeners, I do 80% of the work. <laughs> <laughs> now, truthfully, that is an absolute joke. What it starts out as is a nugget of a thought that... A nugget. A, a nugget Some would say of 80% a of a nugget. 80% no, of a nugget. Not 80% of a nugget. 80% of the fruit tree that grows from it. Sure. I'm going to go with 80% of a piece of fruit on the fruit tree. But yes, a nugget. A nugget of information. Nevertheless, it starts off. And actually, we actually use addicts to to create our 12, not 12 month, our uh, 21 part series that we've been working through right now. But as we work through that, I know the topic that that we're going to talk about next. And so my job is just to to start of, to sort of, uh, to get that nugget of information and start to create maybe a concept, if you will. Is that fair? I would think that is completely fair. Yes. And And you do an excellent job too. And by the way, I'm completely joking about the 80% because it is, it could never turn into really anything outside of just, you know, sort of terrible English and misspelled words that, and, and probably in a format that nobody could really understand. But outside of that, it would be fabulous. It would be really, really good. Which Actually, reminds me, you know what's funny? Because I learned this past week that my wife, Jana, her 14th great-grandfather is William Shakespeare. And the fact, I mean, I know we're not blood-related, but you think I would draft off of some of that somehow, <laughs> some way. And so it's pretty funny knowing, like, her family and, and like, English majors and, you know, just... Are they really? You can tell that's a bloodline. Let's just say you can tell that they, <laughs> that's their bloodline. I wonder who mine is. I don't know, but we need to do like some a, research some crocodile hunter back before the crocodile hunter was the crocodile hunter or something. Yeah, I could see that. But, Are you, uh, you could? You're well, supposed to I, say, no, 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 Carrie. Surely he was more sophisticated than hunter. I wouldn't say it was a <laughs> crocodile totally hunter. I think it would, I, you know what actually came into my mind was what? a French fur trader. Okay, so. You know why? Because you're very, um, I mean. Eloquent? Yes, you oh, are. Oh, wow. I mean, the the post that, so for for you all listening, 
Carrie really does a great job writing a LinkedIn post, and that's really how we start the podcast. We have a content calendar, and we know what we're going to talk about, and he starts with a concept, and he writes a LinkedIn post, and then he gives it to me, and I sort of, um, after we correct spelling and such, actually build out sort of statistics or stories and then put some meat on the bone you know a, a little bit and then and then we record it and so but yeah that actually i wasn't going to say it out loud until you started saying the crocodile hunter but yeah. okay i got a story uh, here a about French if we're talking trainer. about ancestry just real quick my mother's great 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 grandfather came from france and he came I over. Was right. Yes, he came over and he uh, landed. He was going to study to be a priest. And when he got here, he fell in love with a woman. So he wrote back and said, Hey, just want to let you know I've decided not to enter the priesthood because I've fallen in love with this woman and I can't wait for you to meet her. They never wrote back. What? Because they were so disappointed he wasn't a priest. So, what? Talk about expectations, right? Wow. That's some serious expectations. So, uh, 1986, my mother gets a call or somebody gets a call saying, Hey, you guys are like the long lost branch of the family. Here's the story. And we continue to have a relationship with them even today. How cool is that? Okay. That is it's no William Shakespeare, really, but it's pretty cool. Yeah, It's not William yeah. Shakespeare, but it's very cool. So I thought you were going to say, you kind of remind me of a French priest. No, <laughs> I don't know why fur trader came to mind, but it was a French fur trader. I'm not sure Whatever. why. But anyway, all right. So a lack of appreciation for details and expectations. Are you still defining me? Yeah, okay. pretty much. Okay, so, but but that's great because most business owners, we're talking about expectations and in the context of your 12-month plan for your team to execute. And we have talked over and over again about this as a business leader, you're thinking 12, 18, 24 months down the road. And by its, its nature, the ability for you to um, think that way means that you probably don't think the other way, which is the details, which is where a lot of confusion happens around expectations. And so the point of this podcast is to make sure that you come away with a few tips so that when you lay out your plan for your team and your 12-month is thing that you've been working on. You can manage expectations. You can, man you, can, you can speak to the expectations in a way that are not assumed, not unspoken, not unrealistic, right? Which are a couple of the things that we really wanted to dive into just briefly, right? Yes. So unspoken and unrealistic expectations. I think the unspoken expectations come more from the team as in I think they're hesitant to tell sort of what they're thinking Interesting. that it would work and the unrealistic expectations I think sometimes comes more from the leader right unrealistic that I they, was going to say the entire opposite oh that wow that is I was going to say the unspoken is the leader paints the picture that's so big that the path to get there is unspoken. It's left unsaid. And so... But to, that's really not expectations. That's really 
more a matter of a, a plan of a But that's strategy. what we're talking about. The no, expectations. we're talking about expectations of what's expected of that, not the actual step by step plan. But well, I'm what, tr- I'm attempting to tie, oh, them, to tie together. them together. See okay. how this works? Yeah, I mean, obviously or, not. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But then the unrealistic, I would think that it's the team saying, and, and by the way, it's probably both. But I was thinking yeah. it's the team saying that's not achievable before. Is that what you said? The team thinks it's unrealistic? No, you said the other way. I, I said the, the other way. Yeah, yeah. So I would think the team would say, that that can't be done. In fact, I think we have an example of that, right? We have right? several examples of, of, of that, yes. Um, so, but I think it goes both ways. I think to your point, it goes both ways. Yeah, it and can. It can go it both can. ways. So when... But those are the two pitfalls that you need to watch out for, is what we're trying to highlight, right? Yeah, unspoken okay. and unrealistic. Yeah. So when Steve Jobs told the engineers at Apple when they were first designing the iPhone... Fabulous example. One of the things he said was he didn't want there to be any buttons. And at the time, all cell phones... Had buttons. Had buttons. Even, even like... BlackBerry, which was the the one that was kind of everybody had to figure out a way to beat BlackBerry. You remember those days? I, I do, but I I was a BlackBerry like I loved my BlackBerry. And the reason you loved it is because of the buttons, yeah, and the screen combination yes. of button and screen, right? Yes, because you could type real fast and it's like a yes. mini keyboard, right? And so when you are trying to, when everybody's got that in their head, and you've got a completely different vision in your head of what you want. They can't undo what they know. They unless that vision's really, really, you know. If you if you just tell me, it's unsp- I think part of the problem was is he said it to them that he didn't want any buttons, but I don't know that he really explained that. What did that mean exactly? And so that was unspoken, right? This expectation that they were going to be able to do that when no one else has done it. And, and then so what happened? They didn't do it. They, they brought him the they first, came back they came buttons. back with the first prototype and it had buttons. And, you know, he was like, I thought I made it really clear. My expectation was there would be no buttons on but this phone. there's a key takeaway here from this point, which is, and and we're not going to knock his brilliance because his brilliance is really evident. It's evident, right? But one of the ways maybe he could have helped out the process is to say, I don't want any buttons. And when he got the pushback, say, well, how do you think we could accomplish this without buttons? Let me share with you a, a couple of my ideas and not just, and, and this may or may not happen, I don't, I don't know, but not just throw engineering into a challenge and say, I've, I've already got it in my head. Now you figure it out. What if they'd, they? it would have been more of a, I've got this in my head. How could we make this work? How can we turn this conversation into a yes and, not a not an immediate no, can't be done? Which I think goes to one of our uh, takeaways when we are explaining a project and talking about and setting expectations, the importance of over-communication, yes. the importance of asking questions, the importance of as a leader of a project saying, hey, I'm not sure I have an appreciation for the details that yes. are involved in this project. Perfect Let's take a few minutes and you all talk to me. And, and so I don't have unspoken, unrealistic expectations and neither do you. So yes. having those conversations I think are of critical importance to make sure that expectations are understood. Yes, and you know what, Lisa? What? I think it's time for a, for a commercial. A commercial? We're yeah. going to do a commercial? Yeah, from our sponsor. 
From, we're our sponsor. We are our sponsor. Here's yes. your commercial sponsored by Cypress Resources. Okay. What we want to talk to about talk to you about is we have a new series coming up in about seven, six, seven weeks. Six or seven weeks. And that new series is going to be all about how to get, we're calling the revenue that you want, the potential in your business. And there is a very specific system, a process, a formula that you can follow to get this potential in your business. And let me drop just a couple of hints. Number one, so many people feel like they don't have time in their business. Their business is running them. And the reason is, is they start to work on any source of revenue that they have, that they've created, and they're working on lower profit things in their business, not the most high profit and capital A-N-D and scalable, which means do it once and you don't have to do the same level of effort to, to, to do it again, right? So we're going to be spending 10, 11, 12 weeks on that concept. Super excited about because going into rounding out the end of the year, moving into the new year, everybody's got their eye on how can I be better next year? And right now we're talking about here's, here's the plan, but this is more of a business income transformation type of conversation. So that's what we're going into. Thank you to our sponsor, Cypress Resources. Now back to the show. <laughs> well done. Yeah. Well thank done. You, thank yes. You. I that was well just done. Now. Did you just yeah, now? Yeah, that was yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, that was it. All right. So let's keep going on with our tips. Okay. So our, our first tip in managing is telling your team what your expectation is and then over communicating so that you understand what's involved. Yes. And then the next step is monitoring their progress. And I think that's something that sometimes, you know, we give people a project and then we expect it to get done and we don't ever go and check in with them. And everyone on the project is constantly getting new information, which means things can possibly change. And then you come back and expect it to be done. And they're like, um, well, no, because... This happened, and we had a totally reevaluated change. Yes, the absolutely, outcome. absolutely. You know what that reminds me of? What does that remind you? Futuristic me of? cars. Wow. Have you ever been to or seen? I, I love cars, right? So, have you ever been to? Um, I, I can't wait for the annual auto shows to start rolling out, so I can look at the pictures of the futuristic cars. But they never look that they way. They never look the way. Now, why well, is that? Wait, well, because well, my expectation is. It's going to have 42-inch wheels, and, you know, the doors are going to open crazy, and there's going to be, you know, it's very clean design. It never ends up that way. Why? Because I think when they get involved, when the engineers start doing it, the expectations are one thing, and then you get into it, and they go, we can't do that. That can't be done. And sometimes... You can press, like Steve Jobs, yes. and other times it just gets dropped. In fact, you have a story 
to so, go with that, right? Uh, a few years ago, there was a futuristic car um, show at the High Museum Art Museum in Atlanta, mm. and they actually had futuristic cars that had been built in the 40s, 50s, and 60s, that most of which had never been manufactured. Never saw production. Never saw production, but it was fascinating because they had, like, electric windows in, like, the 50s, um, you know, which really didn't come into being until much later. But a lot of the elements that they put in these futuristic cars were just too expensive to produce on a mass scale, but they were beautiful. Beautiful. That is so cool. Have I ever told you the story of my grandfather when he was 90, maybe 80, late 80s, very late 80s, maybe early 90s? He got in a collision and totaled out his car, right? And someone hit him head on. And so he decided... I'm going to go buy another car. So he walked to the Oldsmobile dealership <laughs> he and he walked. walked a mile to the Oldsmobile dealership and he walks out and he says, the, the salesperson comes out and he says, sir, can I help you? And he's like, yeah, I'll take this one. And he said, well, sure. Can I show you some more? He's like, no, I told you I'd take this one. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, when can I come get it? And he's like, well, uh, well, we can, we, sir, we can have it ready for, you know, three o'clock. So he said, he starts to walk off the parking lot. And he says, uh, the sales guy's like, sir, can we give you a ride home? He's like, no, I walked here. I can walk back. <laughs> so anyway, fast forward. My dad didn't even know. His siblings didn't even know. I mean, it's their children. Was he supposed to be getting another car? or were... He just decided he was going to go get his own, own okay. car. And he was old enough. I mean, he, could, he was, wasn't too old to go buy a car. So he did. So... I heard he got a new car. My dad tells the story. The funny part of the story was him walking to the dealership. So I call Papa. I get him on the phone. Hey, Papa, it's Carrie. I heard you got a new car. He's like, oh, Carrie, he's got everything you could ever imagine except for cruise control. But I don't take the long trips anymore and automatic windows. But I could use exercise anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that cool is, is wonderful. That? Your, your car story just reminded me of that with the electric windows. I'm like, that that's is, a flashback. To that a is so. wonderful. Yes, yeah, very cool. I, I wish we got to have your dad up here and I, I want to hear your stories from your dad. So yeah. he's going to, you're going to have to bring him up. Funny here thing about my dad and stories, there are plenty of them. He does not like to be around when you tell them he's not a very good sport. What? No, he's you're not. Kidding. He loves to give it. Can't take it at all. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He All walks right. out the room. Oh. Anyway. Anyway. Back to the okay. show. So back to the show. So let's go through our tips again. We're sort of probably need whoo, to. all over the place yeah. today. So we're going to tell your team and lay out expectations. And that's where you're going to ask questions, figure out what the details are. Then you're going to monitor progress because... Yes things change constantly. And so then expectations of your team are going to change. And then the third is you've got to give your team a clear path to getting the resources they need to get the project done. Um, Lisa, I am so glad that you said that because literally the whole thing that we keep talking about, this clear path, is to get something that your team can understand and what you just said, the resources, is to get them the help that they need so they can meet your expectations. Literally, that is the point. Because if you have a grand idea, such as you know a futuristic car, and you never lay out the plan and help your team figure out how to get there, probably not going to happen, right? 
I would think not. And just so you know, if you're listening, next week we will be talking about the topic of resources. It's going to be a three sections of three three different episodes based on resources because it's kind of in our name, number one. We kind of think it's important, and it's going to be the way that you're going to make your plans for 2019 happen. So if you need continued confidence and courage in your business, keep listening. If you want to get there faster, go to cypressresources.com. In the upper right corner, there's a button called Get Started. Send us a note. We'll have a chat and see if we are a fit. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.